This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome into DNVR Watches The Mandalorian. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. With me, as always, our guy, Kel Sorbo, super producer, Kel. And on this episode, we get to discuss the fourth episode of season two, The Siege, directed by and also starring in a reappearance, Carl weathers uh man kale this was a, a really fun episode i asked you last time i just started with favorite thing about so i'm gonna do this instead i think i'm gonna start asking this at the top of everyone as good as not as good as or better than the last episode which we were both very very high on not as good as but that is not a slight on this episode because okay. the last episode the heiress correct right um, is I think my favorite episode of The Mandalorian that's ever been made. So that is not a slight on this episode that I didn't like it as much as the last episode. Fair enough, fair enough. General takeaway, it sounds like though still pretty positive. Uh, do you have a, a favorite, like a top line first favorite thing about this episode? Uh, I, I just thought the action sequences in general were really, really well done. And I thought they were really fun. The visuals, uh, I mean, the TIE fighter fight through the lava canyon was really, really cool. Yeah. Not all, I mean, the, the dog fight at the end with the TIE fighters and Mando, it was just really visual effects were really incredible in this one. And I thought, you know, for space fights on a TV level, seeing things done with visual effects on that high of a level is always something really cool and really special. And so, um, those fights felt well done enough to, as if I was sitting in a theater and I really enjoyed that. Totally. Right. Uh, I saw a, a comment from a good friend and, and, uh, does his own podcast, John Rady. Uh, and he had said, uh, these last couple of episodes for him are, were as good as, or better than any star Wars movie, you know, in recent times, anything like if you basically just take these last two episodes, as a Star Wars movie itself, that it would rank higher than anything. And I, I would probably have to agree with that assessment as somebody who, as I've said before, actually likes episodes seven, eight, and nine for the most part. Um, yeah, I would, I don't know if I would quite agree with that. I'm really, I, I'm one of the people that's higher on seven, eight, and nine than most people are. Right. I think they're really fun. And I think trying to compare them to the original trilogy is a fool's errand because totally that's the type of magic that can never be recaptured. Um, and I'm just glad we still get to play around in this really, really fun universe. Um, but the last two episodes of the Mandalorian have been peak of the peak, just really well-directed television and television on the highest level that's going on right now from an acting standpoint to a visual effects standpoint. Well, acting with one caveat that I'm sure we'll get into later. Sure. <laughs> but 
I just think from a production value from start to finish is the way they're being written, the action sequences, the way they're being directed. They're bringing in some really heavy hitters. The visual effects are even a step up from last season, which I thought were really impressive last season. Right. Visual effects have been stunning. The settings have been gorgeous. And I, I just couldn't be more impressed. I mean, a lava base, empire right. base built into the side of a, like a canyon. Like, it's just... It made all the your inner little Star Wars nerdness scream, and that's what you want out of the Mandalorian right now. Totally, and, and in fact, it's funny you mentioned that. I was going to go a different direction, but the segue is too perfect because I noticed a lot. Now, um, our our guy guy uh, could not be with us for this particular one. I'm sure we'll get a report on a future episode of this podcast because you know he loves the minutia callbacks that are subtle but not in your face and i thought there were a lot this episode that sort of walked the borderline but they were all so well executed and dude there were so so many, many. There, uh, there. <laughs> I mean, there they are blast them like it, for the little lines the wilhelm screams as they were falling into the um, yep. into the lava canyon like it was just there was so much that was like classic callbacks to star wars lore and they weren't heavy-handed at all they were much like Guy was talking about in the very first episode, they were slid in there just well enough to appreciate them without being like, look, here's a thing that we did. And right. I really appreciated that again. And uh, we're talking a lot around the big action sequences and the other little nods and stuff that are going on, but we haven't really gotten into the nitty gritty of what you think of the episode itself yet. So we're getting to the plot. Let's see. We get to see some old characters that we haven't right. seen in a while. Right. What are your thoughts on this episode as far as how it takes us further in the lore of the Mandalorian and what this episode was in general? Right. I, so I really liked it as somebody who's a big fan of multiverse things and has been for a long time. So I read comic books as a kid. I played a lot of video games where there, there are these big sweeping stories and characters will come and go. And there are ways for that to feel really natural and earned and a part of the story because we know what you're doing. We as an audience know what you're doing is, hey, people we liked from last season, yeah. there they are. We're yeah. happy to see you. But it made perfect sense for all of them to be there, for all of them to be there for a purpose. All of them had a reason to partake in this particular adventure. Uh, there's my video game nerd knowledge <laughs> verbiage coming out. But it, it for me, it was like, I loved this episode because I am a sucker for that thing of that Marvel moment where it's that character and that character and here they all come out of it. Like that's yeah. what I, I, I live for in those moments. So this is a smaller version of that. But to see, oh, okay, Cara Dune is back and Carl, what was the name of his character? It's like Grief grief carga or something weird yeah, it's yeah. carl weathers i don't know he's, yeah, he's, carl he's awesome i also think uh further to your point i think they were the perfect characters to choose to reintroduce moff gideon in a big way back into this storyline right we had sort of gotten away from that the first couple episodes we got a little hint of it last episode we needed to work him back directly to the plot and i think uh quote-unquote little side adventure that ended up being much more important to the overarching plot using characters we already knew that we had seen with Moff Gideon in that interaction before in the finale of last season, I thought was a really perfect vehicle to get him back into the plot of the season. 
And let's talk about the giant reveal of the episode of it appears that they're trying to breed super soldiers of Yum. some sort using Yum. the DNA of Baby Yoda, whether that is maybe they're going to be Force users, maybe not. Uh, but there's some spooky lab stuff going on. And Yum. it gives off a very, very, very um, Project X vibe. If you're yeah. to me, uh, back to some throwing some X Men references in there. Yeah, gives off some very Project X vibes or some Super Soldier vibes. If you want to go more of the MCU route. Yeah, I mean all that stuff. Or if you want to get, I mean, it's it's even got like certain alien vibes about it. There's a sci-fi Definitely. horror element to it to that final Definitely. shot with with the all the black and red. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's like uh, I, I'd be very curious. Again, if Guy is here, I, I was here, I think he'd be super into that dark, right? He's always wanted to see. And I don't think they're gonna fully embrace and totally go there, but you could even see in the in the scene with the gangsters when uh Cara Dune makes her dramatic and triumphant return, a little bit of grit there, right? They didn't show us the gangster didn't chop off the head of the furry little critter. They didn't go all the way, right? And show us just how disturbing these guys are. We got the idea. Uh, but yeah, like experimentation with DNA. And like you said, like that's always in these sci-fi fantasy stories as gross and horrific. And, uh, you know, a comment on like real world human experimentation, which is is super disgusting. And uh, Michael coming in, letting us know that Super Soldier clones help tie in the rest of the Star Wars universe between both Episode 9 and the Force Unleashed games. So I have not played the video game. So um, I've played several Star Wars video games. I never did Force Unleashed. I do know the premise, though, is that you play as a uh, an unknown, like a, a protege, Darth Vader's. Uh, they don't oh. call him Padawan, or do they call him Padawan? Lord? No, what do they call? What do the Sith call him? Apprentice. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it would be his apprentice. Um, and so, uh, so yeah. <laughs> blank on where I talk for a living kill. It's been a long day fighting with people on the internet. Uh, yeah, for you, yes, it has. Uh, but so, so that it's even, yeah, it's, it's an extra tonal thing. And back to your point again, it's like we started with this episode began with adorable, cute hilariousness and baby Yoda trying to follow directions and he can't cross the seams and it ends up shocking himself with the smoke. And it's, and fun and and hilarious and all this stuff and I was but I think I was, I was tempted to make that my favorite part of the episode, but then I was like, "Wow, that's not doing the episode justice." If I pick that as my favorite part, but it was so it was great, endearing and great, and it's it is funny. We'll we'll see when we get to the character power rankings here in a little while uh, how it impacts him because we kept talking about how Baby Yoda barely had to do anything to impress us and get us excited. And he, and he stole some candy and shocked himself. And I'm like, I'm back. I, I'm in baby Yoda for cool. life. It just basically put him, him on my face. The whole episode found yeah. another way for him to uh, get out of there. I, I don't know. I, I was a little, I tweeted it out if anybody saw while we were watching, but when they finally, he, we finally get to see baby Yoda use his force abilities. And that's what we get. I, I know. Feel like, still I feel like there's been this giant loaded gun all season, and that's how it went <laughs> off with like a little like it's like a pop gun where it says "pow" and comes out. I was like, "Lame!" Like you've been, you know, hanging this pow. Time. Yeah, pow. It's like we got a pow instead of a. Uh, I was just so excited to see him do something Yoda's first. 
Uh, <laughs> it was adorable. And the look on yeah. the kid's face when he looks over and he was just like, uh, what just happened? It was great. It was a great little great moment. Stuff. We got some great comedy. Um, I, I was a little disappointed with the plot structure. Um, I was expecting after the Moff Gideon being alive, them teasing Baby Yoda being left back in the town, there was definitely some damsel in distress type Sure. You know, ending that I think we were expecting, and then we didn't get that at all. The plot was finishing really with, you know, that speed chase instead. And I think it was a little bit of a bait and switch that I wasn't expecting. Um, But that's a nitpick. I really enjoyed most of that. Yeah. Uh, So, of course, as we are primarily a sports company here and it's what we know best and we got to cover stuff like it's post game. That's how we know how to do things. I think there are two major candidates in this one for play of the game, uh, play of the episode. Uh, Whether you're looking at it from an athletic standpoint, uh, again, we've talked about coming through in the clutch, using your creativity to win the day. I had two moments. Kale, do you want to start with one? Did you have one, or did you want me to kick us off here? Uh, play of the game, I would be uh, when Mando just, they're you know, fumbling with the door. They don't really need to, and he just decides to use his jetpack and go up there. He just <laughs> comes out the clutch. It's one of those where, like, there's a bunch of ball movement coming, like, running around on the court, and it's annoying LeBron James, and he just decides to stick his head down and go to the basket. It's right. a Thanos reaching into the infinity gauntlet. Just, Fine, I'll do it myself. Just, I'm done waiting on these idiots. Let's go get this done. And that was my play of the game. That was my play you, of the game. You know what else it reminded me of, which is, I, I think, technically in the same universe is the uh, classic Indiana Jones, right? With the guy doing all the fancy ninja shit, and then Indy just shoots him and turns around and gets back to whatever he was doing. Right? That was We are taking perfect. way too much on this. All right, okay. Uh, so, so not one of the the two that I had. Uh, I, I actually I, I thought this was going to run away with it at the beginning. I, I didn't know. I was like, no one's going to be able to beat this. That might that might be play of the the season so far for me. Was the pretty much the very first thing that Cara Dune did when she showed up when she came in and she tackled a dude, rolled over him in one motion, pulled that guy up on her back as a shield, walked him straight over to another and then just chucked him into the guy shooting all in one motion it was like a roll-up judo shield i I was like welcome back welcome back to the mandalorian it's great to see it caradoon i thought that was phenomenal like great way to reintroduce a a character whose primary uh thing that she brings to the and I, i like a lot of what she does but her physical presence and and her ability to get in there and throw people around is like yeah, yeah, she's a badass, which is yeah. really cool. Um, she is not a good actor. And that, no. I guess, is my, no, my biggest complaint. And it was my biggest complaint with last season is she just can't act. And every time she has a line, I love her physical presence she brings on screen. She looks really cool. Right. The acting sequences are great with her. Every time she say, says a line, it pulls me right out of the episode. Yeah. I, especially when you're surrounded by so many like talented actors in general, it's the same complaint I have with the mechanic lady. It just seems like she's in another universe. And this time it's not because she's overacting and doing this big character thing. It's just because she's bad. Yeah. And I understand why they cast her, but it, it 
does, I, I, I will be honest with my review of things. It pulls me out of the episode a little bit every time she has dialogue. Um, yeah, I, it's, I was actually wondering as I was watching it, because I noticed that some of her lines of dialogue were also not very good. But then I, I also realized they were super simple. And if maybe part of that is like literally the writers are like, well, let's not for anything super complicated to say. Um, because like, I noticed there was one line in particular, I thought was really out of place for how like oddly cliched it was when she pulled the, the vehicle up and she said, uh, what are you guys waiting for an invitation? Let's go. Or something like that. And I was like, what, when did this become an eighties cop buddy cop movie? Like what, what just happened? Like that yeah, was so bad and it wasn't just the delivery, but I do wonder if it's like, well, you know, maybe just don't give her anything to say in that moment. She can just pull the thing up, smash yeah. dude, open the thing up, look like a badass, and people I mean, can I, hop in. I understand if you're going to have a character, you have to give her lines, especially if she's going to be a major part of the plot. Yeah. But I just, you're right. That line specifically really does stand out as a as a cheesy one. Um, but as far as most athletic play of the game, that's a great pick. It's a yeah. great pick, going back to your original pick. And then my final entry here for play of the game and and again i think it might get lost in the radar but because it wasn't a a necessarily a physical a human being doing a thing with his body but the the flying there at the end flying is a sport right and so is is there olympic is there there's competitive flying i know i've seen it on tv uh but particularly the the going almost straight vert to get the first ship and then coming straight back down, playing chicken. Not just playing chicken with a dude, but when you were flying right at the planet, spiraling downward, what? Clutch as hell. That was a play of the game. Play of the game. It really was clutch. I mean, that's like a a pull-up three in crunch time. Like, you can't beat that. Right. It, it, It was amazing. I I've It's been a while. Like, like you said, and I actually enjoy the, the, you know, the lore. You said, I mostly come to star Wars for the lore and just to hang out in the world and be like, Oh, that thing and stuff. Ooh, yeah, whatever. But there are those moments that a lot of times the movies have that a lot of the television shows don't, which I think is just the nature of movies and, and television, which is the big, Whoa moment. Yeah. Right. And, and when that happened, I was like, I, I had a big whoa, let it out. Woo, got him. Like, uh, you know. Yeah, we've had a couple of those moments in these last couple of episodes, which is why exactly. I think part of this has felt, the last couple of episodes have felt much more theatrical in in scope almost. It's like, like you said, if you would have put these up against a lot of the movies, a lot of people would like them. I know I would probably personally rank them above a couple more recent ones like Solo and probably um, right. Last the Last Jedi and a couple other ones. So, yeah, but I they do feel very theatrical, and I think part of that is we're getting those moments, we're getting those wow moments, those big moments, we're getting the big explosions, and we're getting the giant set pieces of the Mandalorians clanking down on the ship and standing up with a superhero stance, you know, right? We're getting all those theatrical moments that make people in theaters when they're seeing stuff for the first time go, Yeah, you know. Exactly. And going, yeah, is part of the Star Wars experience. Oh, totally. It's totally <laughs> right? part of the Star Wars experience. Uh, so I'll, I'm going to get to my uh, Colorado crossover thing in, at the end because I feel like the, I've got a pretty good one for this one. But I want us to get into the character power rankings here. But we have a big question before we do that, Kale, I feel like. And, and you actually, 
you get to, I think, be the final say on this because, well, you're the person who's going to be making the graphic ultimately. Are we sticking with five characters or do we expand this thing out to ten? I think we have to leave it at five. I think it is a okay. top five to this season because, I mean, it is – you got to – and you can jump back up, but it is the elite of the elite. Ooh. We're talking college football playoff. There is only four <laughs> There's only five it. spots for us. Okay. Okay. I love where you're at with this. This is going to get tough. This could get brutal. This could get knocked down, drag out. Um, do we so start let me, let me pull up our – let me pull up yeah. our rankings from last week just so we can yeah. remind everybody. Yeah. So at number five, we had Moff Gideon. At number four, we had Cobb Vance. Number yeah. three, we had Baby Yoda. At number two, okay. we had Bo-Katan. Yeah. And at number one, we had Mando, of course. Yeah. Oh. So I have a Ooh. feeling we're going to lose We're gonna lose some some people I'm fond of this week. Yeah, I, yeah this I is going to be tough. I, I'm I'm worried already about our guy Cobb Vanth. It's just been too I, long since we've seen him, right? I don't think he's going to survive this, man. And I it's don't just think like, he is either. And I, I'm, so I'm, a, I'm a Timothy Oliphant stand, so right. we are gonna. It's going to be unfortunate to lose him, but I think we have to. I think that's our first move. Is we got to kick Cobb Vanth out of there. Oh, oh, that's brutal. Because because I think I think Cara Dune's got to slide into that spot for. I, yeah, I'm right in at number four. Oh, oh, are you going to hold Moff Gideon at five, or are we going to push her in at five? I, I almost feel like she leapfrogs. I think Moff Gideon kind of stays where he, he was in danger of falling off entirely, right? If he hadn't shown up, I think I think he'd have been bounced. Yeah, but, I would agree. But he did, and we got some lines, and we got, got a great where moment going. with the tease at the end there. Perfect, beautiful face that that man has. Um, so I think he stays there at five. I think you're right. I think she goes in at number four. Slides in at number four right there. Kicks Cobb Vance down to number six. Now, our biggest oh. question here is, do we want to put Carl Weathers in to our power rankings? Right. This one, this one's tough for me because one, okay, again, Carl Weathers stand. Just, I mean, in, yeah, in who uh, is it? Okay, and it's not that he's right. not deserving. It's just the question is, he's got to kick Moff Gideon off the list here. And I don't right. know if he's done enough to do that. So, and, and I, have, I have a hard time with this because I feel like he didn't do that much this episode. He was in it way more than Moff Gideon was, right? But um, he, he was basically a plot device, right? He was, he was there to get us from one place to another. Um, he, he had some fun moments uh, in the gun, you know, shooting around, having his... Sort of Han Solo, Luke Skywalker. Hey, I got him. Kind of moments, uh, you know. All that. This stuff. episode as well, we should point out. Oh, good point. So yeah, if, we, so, if we're ranking the character, character, right, right. It's too bad we can't just rank Carl Weathers. Um, ooh, this one's tough. He was. I, I feel like he was stronger in his season one appearances. I would agree. generally speaking. Would agree. And that in this one, he, he mostly was just there to kind of shine Moff, the light. Moff Gideon on still only has those couple of moments. Like this episode, for example, he gave me one of my favorite episodes of the moment, the impending with just those dark soldiers yeah. standing there. And so his, good scowl i mean so good these moments we're getting they're teasing something oh, I, 
I love this comment we got there. It can be preemptively include a Sokotano. It is against <laughs> the rules. Um, I know, right? But I, I, boy, would I love to include a Soka. And she might. I have a feeling she's going to have a debut just like Bo Katan did last week and just, you know, skyrocket up these rankings. Oh, man. That, that, <laughs> that will be the day. It, it's only just now occurred to me. And this could probably be the most ringing endorsement that I could give this episode that. Remember, I said last week I was going to be very disappointed if we didn't see some Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and I, I gave him a couple of episodes. So careful about kicking that can down the road. You said a name. You got me excited. I'm going to want to see her. But this episode was so good that at no point did I find myself going, hey, where's this? Where, where the Jedi at? You know, yeah. so so it's it's pretty it's pretty stoked that like. I totally forgot about that, but it's going to get so hard if we're sticking to five people in the power ring. But I think you're right. We'll stay disciplined. Um, stay disciplined. I'm tempted. You know what, though? Because of that, I am tempted to go ahead and put Grief Karga. I looked it up. That is weird name. Grief Karga. Uh, in there at number five because and, – and maybe this is me, you know, too much galaxy brain here. Uh, but I feel like – at some point, this is going to become Moff Gideon's season. Like, I feel like at some point, like he's going to have his moment on these power rankings for sure. Right. Like that day will come and that day will come soon. So a part of me feels like, you know, um, plus with Carl Weathers. Another good point here. Another good point. We're still waiting on our Boba Fett appearance that we had to us ahead of the season. So that's what I'm saying. It's going to get tough. This might be Group Garga's only shot at uh, at the power rankings, so I, I would be okay slotting him in there. Yeah, I I, I think that's the way to go. Um, okay, he, he's a great presence on the show. I do think he adds a bit, and like I said, I I really loved that his reintroduction, just like um, with the reintroduction of Cardoon, felt earned. It made sense that he would be there. It made sense that Blue Guy would be there as a as a throwback. Right? They explained that well enough through dialogue, like. Yeah, okay. I mean, that was the guy he took him to, so he would yeah. be there, right? Yeah, it's, it makes it's sense. Not, right. Um, and and so, yeah, he wasn't – those comedic moments weren't there. And he's not as – like, he was kind of intimidating last season. I don't think he's going to be able to be that anymore because he's not an antagonizing force. He's just on the team now, which uh, can always take a little bit of the badassery out of a character. But – Man, I'd, I'm just such a Carl Weathers stan, and I was so happy to see him. <laughs> yeah. So, All right. Yeah. So then okay. the only other question is, did Baby Yoda do enough in this episode to move to overtake his way back up the power rankings, back into that number two spot? Or are we leaving Bo-Katan there, even though we didn't see her at all this episode? This is I don't tough. Think Baby Yoda, I don't think Baby Yoda did enough to make him Did move, enough? I think it's like... Winning a series, but barely scraping by. And so you don't necessarily <laughs> fall in the power rankings, but you don't shoot up them either. Right. He, he totally, like, LeBron, like, season, series one, LeBron <laughs> just totally. came through here, right? Um, totally. I, I was so, so enamored with the opening sequence and, and him playing with those wires and 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 actually hearing a different tone in pedro pascal's voice 
as Mando, maybe for the first time ever, of, yeah. of him trying to be a father and of him being like frustrated but amused okay. and yeah, it's okay. yeah, like yeah. that just different tone in his voice and all the cute little noises and um and then there's the stealing of the candy and don't leave out of course him riding up and down like it was a roller coaster during our play of the game moment was also pretty good but i i must concur with you as much as my heart would like screamed like baby yoda is back uh i feel like we're still no. waiting on that moment and That's, until I think we get you're right. Moment, I don't think we can move him up to power ranking. So we can't give it to him for candy. You you made the point too well yeah. earlier. We can't give it to him for that. If he had like levitated so, one of those kids, <laughs> like okay. and like everybody freaked out, like then then we would have had some. All right. So right. is our final power rankings for the week. At number five, we've got Grief Karga. Yeah. At number four, we've got Cara Dune. Yeah. Number three, we've got Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Number two, Bo-Katan. Stay in there. And so no bad. one's knocking him off yet. Mando at the top of our list. Dude starts the episode anyone... in dad talk and he's yeah. jet flying jet packs and come yeah. on. Mando's badass. We're so. starting to come to a point where we're thinking, is anyone going to be able to overtake Mando at any point in this season? Or is he right. going to stay and locked into that top spot? Um, if there Why was the a DraftKings odds boost, I would put my money on Moff Gideon being the one where I feel like could be number one at the end of the season. I feel like he could be just a absolute presence of a villain in this season towards the latter half of the season. We'll see, but I think that could re- we certainly have the acting chops to get I, that done towards right. the end of the season, and I hope they go there. I, I, I think... I think you're right. I think that's the odds on favorite for, and it's so funny because if anyone was just like watching this show and hadn't watched much star Wars and maybe didn't watch the first season, they'd be like, you're talking about a guy who's had what a minute and a half of screen time. If that like, yeah, he's, he's about to own this whole season. Uh, So I think you're right. I think if you want, uh, if you're a, if you're an odds player, you want that big payout, you want to put in your five bucks, maybe win 30 bucks on something like that. You might think about either Ahsoka or Boba Fett. Now it's going to be tough because I don't think either, again, if I'm, if I'm predicting, if I'm playing the odds, I don't think either are going to have uh, long stays. I suspect both will be I cameo. I don't think any of them are going to be big enough characters in the season for us to really. Right. I would, I would agree with you. But if if the draft kings, if the theoretical draft kings that lets you bet specifically on this podcast, <laughs> and what Kale and I Kale and Drew's opinions, um, I, if you if you were allowed to go like for an episode, if someone knocks him off for for a week, if somebody could knock Mando off for a week, and you want a long shot pick, I could see. Ahsoka or Boba Fett having such an impactful one-off performance that we do for a single week, put them there. It'd be tough to do. I mean, it'd have to be a hell of an episode. We get like an Ahsoka lightsaber fight though. It's all out the window. Like I'm, I'm, I'm out so damn hard. Yeah. So damn hard. So they've got several episodes left to give it a try. And as we said at the end of, of last one, they have set a standard here. 
They have they have shown us one what they can do, and two put all these ideas in our head about what they're going to do. It's all that's out, what, there. and that's all you ask for from Star Wars. Part of the fun of being a Star Wars fan is the you know the theorization of what's going to happen and coming up with your own theories and trying to figure out what's going to happen and connect the dots and construct this puzzle that they've already constructed, but we're trying to construct it from the back end with limited pieces. And right. that's part of the fun of being a star Wars fan. And I just am excited to be on this ride again. Totally. So I said, I would give you my Colorado crossover at the end and here it is. This feels a lot to me like where the Denver nuggets were right coming out of the, the first lockdown, the first quarantine, right? When it was time to come back, to get into business, to do the thing, all the excitement around the team, all of the talent going. And then you start seeing all this extra stuff popping up. All of a sudden, Bull Bull is doing things. And you're like, whoa, 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 Bull Bull. And then MPJ is doing stuff. You're like, whoa, 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 Bo-Katan? Nobody told me Bo-Katan was going to show up and just be here. And that's your, you know, you're just like, what's going on now? And, and now there is... This just, as I was saying a moment ago, kind of endless optimism of like, okay, I wasn't expecting this season of The Mandalorian to be the best Star Wars thing in the last 20 years, but it's on the table. It, it's not running away with it now. Like I said, we're at the beginning of, of that postseason run, and, and the Nuggets didn't end up winning the NBA championship, but they did some sp- Special stuff. It's some special stuff. As, and, as we just got pulled up, uh, I unfortunately this uh, this oh, analogy doesn't work great. Oh no! Just hey. taking a massive deal in Detroit and uh, not coming back, which I'm very sad about. But we're focusing on Star Wars right now, and I'm not going to let the doom and gloom. I was going to say, what what what, what would the 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 finalization of that parallel be it would be like if the the season ended with like bo katan gets traded to star trek yeah (laughs) that would be really can't have her anymore uh well so yeah let's let's not be depressed let's finish on a good note but uh it it, there is just so much uh excitement we got to be excited about something and sports have been brutal in colorado over the last little bit the Broncos are having a tough time that's rough news for the nuggets Rockies fans are <laughs> where they well, are. And where they we're in the middle of the offseason once again. We're right back here. Uh, we're it, right where we always better. are. Um, great time to be a hockey fan and great time to be a Mandalorian fan. We're That's having great. a blast doing these. We really appreciate everyone who's been hanging out with us on them. Uh, we are going live now. So I think what we're going to try to do, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, and you haven't uh, you haven't seen that we're going live here now on both the gaming Twitter channel and the Twitch channel for DNVR Sports. You can find us on those. What we're going to do is Friday evenings. I think we're going to try to make this uh, semi regular spot here, and we'll do the live watch right ahead of time. So do, obviously, you watching the Mandalorian whenever you're watching the Mandalorian. But if you want to watch along with us and comment in live action and then join the podcast right after, we're going to be doing those on Friday nights. So any final thoughts, Kale? Great episode. Can't wait for next week. That seems like a pretty good final thought. Great episode. Can't wait for next week. As um, Michael says, of course, may the force be with you. We appreciate everyone hanging out. Make sure that you're like following on social media and all that good stuff 
or subscribe to the dnvr.com. Keep being awesome. We love you. We'll see you next time.